Thank you for joining us once again on WQPH's Local Matters. On this broadcast, we bring you an interview with our own Mary Ann and with a returning guest, Father Larry Carney. And he is going to be touring Boston and a number of churches this month. So please listen in to this important interview about the Holy Face. Well, hello and welcome to another program of Local Matters. So today is the Feast of St. Joachim and St. Anne, and we have a wonderful guest. You'll never believe who it is. Hold your breath. It's none other than Father Larry Carney. As you know, he's coming here very soon in August to visit with many churches and share his great knowledge of the holy face of Jesus and also to allow us to be able to venerate the relic that he will have with him. We want to thank Tim Kilcoyne for talking with Father Larry, but God has graced me today that I have him on the phone, and I'm so thrilled for you to listen to what he has to say. But first, Father Larry, could you start with a prayer for everybody listening? Here, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank our you. Lady of the Holy Name of God, pray for us. Beautiful. Amen. Very beautiful. Joe Kim and St. Anne, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you, Father Larry. So, I'm going to ask the question most people have in their mind. They've seen your flyers. You're coming to Boston. The first part of the question is, Father, why do you think God called you for this ministry of the Holy Face and the other things you're doing, the Archcon Fraternity? Yes, good question. I think God called me to spread devotion to the Holy Face because this is the way that we can turn around the main sins of blasphemy and profanation of Sundays and holy days of obligation, basically not going to Mass, not going to church on the Sabbath. So he's called me to be a priest and to use my priesthood to help and prevent many people from falling into hell. And that's what the Catholic Church is for, is to give God adoration, to give Him light worship, and to save souls. So I did try to start a little community of men in St. Joseph, Missouri, but I got very ill, and I had to go into a time of prayer and reflection, and through that time, I discovered the need to promote the devotion that we're talking about here to the holy face of Jesus, and that was a great thing, I tried to start a new community of men. They would walk the streets and chant the divine office. But God had better plans than that. And so he's got me going all over the United States, like, for example, Boston, America in August, to preach about this devotion because it's such a secret. And God wants us to pray the prayers that are found in this system because then God will fight this war for us. It's a whole blueprint of how to cross swords with the communists and all the revolutionary men. And it's really a beautiful system 
of how we can make reparation for blasphemy, repair the damage by our human family when members of it blaspheme and curse God to his faith. And it also is a remedy making reparation when our human family and her members don't adore God anymore. Like so many people fallen away from true worship of God, that this devotion is something that's been hidden since the 1840s, and it's coming out into the open right now, because Jesus Christ told the main person who received the words from him, Sister Mary St. Peter, Jesus told her that this devotion is the greatest thing under the heaven. And then of the sacraments, the greatest thing is to see the faith of Jesus. So that's why God has asked me to be a priest, be a missionary of the holy faith of Jesus. That's a beautiful title, A Missionary of the Holy Face of Jesus. And you will have with you when we go from church to church or from place to place the relic of the holy face for people to venerate. How important is that for someone to come and venerate the holy face? Oh, it's so important because you know, the faith of Jesus is mentioned 840 times in the Bible, and 101 times in the Bible it's mentioned his countenance. So the face of God represents the divinity, the face of Jesus represents the divinity, and the Sacred Heart represents his humanity. So when we adore the face of Jesus, we make reparation for those blaspheme into his faith. Because when a blasphemer uses the name of God in vain, he blasphemes his, his faith. Just like the soldiers when they were maltreating Jesus as a prisoner before his crucifixion, they spit in his face, they blocked him with a fist and put a bag over his face and mocked him and made him sound like he was not a prophet. So, we, in these times, get to make adoration towards the holy faith of Jesus. And Jesus told Sister Mary St. Peter, when we make adoration of Jesus like Veronica, who consoled his faith, it's like we're really there. We're receiving the same merits that Veronica did when she was there while Jesus was carrying his cross. As we carry the faith of Jesus around, it's as if we get to carry his cross help him today. Very good. Excellent. Excellent. So we invite you to listen to some of the places Father's going to be coming. Why did you have a special thing to come to Boston, Father? Did that have any particular reference to your um, mission? Well, when I was growing up, my favorite baseball team was the Boston Red Sox. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wade Boggs was my favorite baseball player. Yeah. And I, I live in Wichita, Kansas, and it's it's forecast to be over 100 degrees for the for the rest of the week, almost every day. And I thought, well, if I go to Boston, it might be a little bit cooler. And then you and your sister were so kind in interviewing me. You thought of the idea of coming to Boston, and I didn't let that idea go away. I grabbed it and said, absolutely. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. I'm so glad you did. You're talking about my sister, Angela Tomlinson, from WSFI in Chicago, my baby sister. I'm right. so proud of her. I'm so happy that she had you on, and we created this opportunity to invite you here. So welcome to Boston. 
And you won't believe the excitement your visit is causing right now. In different parishes, I've been trying to focus to invite, you know, really different areas in Boston that reaches a huge cross-section of people that live here. As you know, we did have in April that terrible thing with the Satan con. So I think, in a way, God is sending you here to hasten the um, the horrible things that happened in Boston. Not that we let that get us, but I, that was one thing that came into my mind, why God might want you to come here to get rid of this blasphemy, all the blasphemy that happened here, and, and it was terrible. So it's going to be in other cities. So we're going to take the positive road, and we're going to talk about some of the other things you'd like to bring to people's mind. I know one big project you have is getting one million people to become members of the Atchcon Fraternity of the Holy Face. Is that one of your major goals? Yes, it is, because I'm a very big fan of St. Louis de Montfort, and he wrote a number of books. Now, one of them was The Secret of the Holy Rosary, and he mentioned a blessed Alan de la Roche, a Dominican, Yes, wasn't really the best character, so the Blessed Virgin Mary appeared to him and scolded him and gave him another chance and put a necklace around him, which was made out of her hair, and also put an invisible ring on his finger and told him now to preach the Holy Rosary. So he preached Holy Rosary and got 100,000 people to enroll before he died in 1475. I was inspired by that, because that was the confraternity of the Rosary. Well, this is the arch-confraternity of the Holy Faith, and Our Lady leads us to Jesus' faith better than any other path. I want to get a million people before I die, because this is a devotion to God himself, and to the Mother of God as well, because she is the defender in the holy name of God. She's praying for us. So a million people should not be too hard to do because back in 1475, they didn't have social media like we do. So it's easy to amplify my voice by publicating books and by being on the air like this. And then I go into person and speak to people face to face. And if I just keep doing it, I'm pretty sure that God is going to reward this goal of mine Because really, at the end of the day, it's about giving God honor and worship and glory. And the object of this faith is the most apropos way of doing that. Since our Redeemer came to save us, showing us his faith. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, what does someone have to do to belong to be a member? I think most people are thinking right now, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? Yeah. Very easy. After discernment. In prayer, it's easy to fill out an enrollment form, and we have those available. There are forms that will ask questions for your name, and we have those on our website, and that's martinians.org, M-A-R-T-I-N-I-A-N-S dot O-R-G. And we have it in French, but we have English subtitles. People can simply fill that out and mail it to the address listed on the form for a dollar and forty cents international mail to Tours, France. And there are six conditions that one needs to discern. So number one, enroll. 
number two, receive the enrollment papers. So that's one-third of it. So the one-time deal and you're done. And then every morning a member needs to say, O Lord, show us thy face and we shall be saved. And our Father, hell Mary, and glory be. I do that every morning when I wake up the first thing. The fourth one is to wear an effigy or an image of the Holy Face. The fifth one is to propagate like we're doing right now on the air, on phone, talking to our neighbors or friends or family, in print, like writing books, preaching about it. That's the fifth. And then the last one is go to a monthly meeting. And that's the hardest one. And that's why we have this website I mentioned, martinians.org, is we get captains around the world who will be committed to trying to start a monthly meeting for a year, a year of discernment. And then after that year, if they want to keep going, then we pray to God and encourage them to keep doing it. And then eventually, these monthly meetings will become canonical confraternities approved by the local bishop. And once that's done, then that's the highest the group can get. And that's when it can be established, then uh, to be connected and aggregated to the Arch Confraternity of the Holy Faith and Tours, then the more people that do this, the more likely we're going to have the tides changing, or evil will then submit and fall to the good. And that's the plan that God has in this devotion, and that's what Jesus told Sister Mary St. Peter, and what Venerable Leo de Pont, he promoted so much this devotion, because he predicted back in the 1800s, when he saw communism coming out in the 1840s, he said if these people have their way, the whole world will be enslaved. Well, that's where we're heading, folks. And we have a very easy way to overcome that by just enrolling, like I said, and, and praying the prayers. Beautiful. And also, we have churches that are opening the doors for you to come when you come to Boston. We've printed already last night 200 of those forms. So when the people come to your event, they will be able to get a form and fill it out. And maybe one of our Legion of Mary would just take the whole envelope, if that was possible, and mail it to France, or the person could do that. Right. Is that possible right. for, for our Legion to do that so that we know they get mailed there? Yeah. Or, or is it better be for the good. person? Well, whatever the person discerns to do, I hope, dear listener, that you're feeling this burning in your heart, that you want to become a member of this. Uh, let's talk about some of the famous people in history that were members I think the little flower, was she a member? Yes. Her family? St. Teresa of Lisieux, mm-hmm. yes. And St. Louis Martin, they signed up. They were pioneers. Because they signed up the year it was elevated to an arch confraternity in 1885 by His Holiness, Pope Leo Thirteenth, who someday I hope becomes a saint. Yes. So, and then three of her sisters signed up too. Unfortunately, her mother had already passed. So it was five members of the Martin family. And then, recently, we have a very famous person. Her name is Sister Mary Wilhelmina, and she founded a group of Benedictines called the Benedictines of Mary Queen of the Apostles. She founded them about 20 years ago, and they're located in Gower, Missouri. And I've been their chaplain for 10 years, and I was Sister Wilhelmina's confessor and chaplain for her last six years. Well, the nuns were moving her remains into the main church because... That's a custom for convents is to take their founders and to put them into the main church where they found her body incorrupt. And there's only about 200 reported incorrupt bodies 
in the history of the church. And guess what? She signed up to be a member of the confraternity in 1977 at the Carmel of Dallas, who hosts a confraternity of the Holy Faith. So this is an amazing occurrence that's happened this spring and, and summer. This is just the beginning of so many great things, because we have maybe, I think we have St. John Neumann and St. Francis de Chins and Sister Wilhelmina are the only corrupts in the United States of America that I'm aware of. There might be a few more, but there's not very many. So this is a clarion call to all you listeners in Boston. If you want to know the secret of becoming holy, then I'm going to tell you what she did to being a member of the Holy Faith and what I'm trying to live out. Not only will it make us holy, but it will also defeat communism, Freemasonry, and the revolution. Because it's really simple. Jesus Christ told Sister Mary St. Peter, My father is greatly angered by the human race for two sins, blasphemy and profanation of Sundays and holy days of obligation. And Jesus continued, My father will not so much punish the human race with the elements, but with the scourge of revolutionary men. And Mary Ann, the key is that God himself and his justice is punishing us with the scourge of revolutionary men. The elites, the deep state, the deep church, the deep banks, all this is actually a punishment because of blasphemy, profanation of his holy days, and idolatry. And if God is the one that gives the curse, he has the power to take it away. And so if we do what he says in this devotion, like Sister Wilhelmina, who's incorrupt, many more miracles are going to happen. Just like this miracle that's right now in the works. Well, I know I'm a fan since you told me about her, and I, as you know, I've been battling a disease here. And I've been praying to her, and I feel like she's around me every day. I, I really love her. I come to see her as a great advocate for people who have deep problems. And believe me, there's so many people every day that we see that are either getting sick or horrible things happening in their families. And I've been asking each one to pray to Sister Wilhelmina, as I try to do. And let's see if we can all, when you come, really give a great Boston shout and get a lot of people to sign up for the Arch Confraternity, and hopefully that will remove some of our chastisement from the city of Boston. So let's talk about some of the places that have already asked to have you come. So we're going to start, if anyone has a pencil or paper out there, we're going to start with the first visit will be to our radio station area, WQPH 89.3 FM. That's the website, www.wqphradio.org. We're posting the flyers on our website, as some of them will change, probably, and some more will be added. The other thing we thought was our Legion of Mary could help on your visit, and so they agreed to buy 1,000 Holy Face medals with 33-inch chains in the gold color. So should we have you bless them before they come to the event or when they're there for your talk? What do you think the protocol should be? Because we have to start bagging them now. It's always best to bless them all when they're together at the beginning. Okay, so that's when we would have to do that. That's where we'll do it. We have people that want to distribute them. And I thought how you like to walk and meet people, that we could do a little walking when you come on your trip. And there's some very good places we're going. We're going to go to the shrine, the Carmelite shrine. Now, this is it sounds crazy, but the people flock there, and they're going to listen to your talk 
after their noon mass, and they're going to get a chance to get your book, which you will sign for them if they want it, correct? Tell us about the book. Yes, so my favorite Catholic publisher is Tan Publishers, and they asked me to write a book on the Holy Faith. They asked you? So wow. They asked me. Wow. Yes. So awesome. I, did, I want to leave it in God's hands, and I want Him to show me the way. So I was praying that this would happen, because it would really help to spread the promotion of the Holy Faith that I was already doing before I wrote the book, because I was preaching about the Holy Faith almost every chance I got at the convent. And so people would come from different parts of the world, but, you know, there was handfuls of people. And then with Sister Wilhelmina now, there's some weekends, there's thousands of people coming. And then with this book, it's amplifying what my what the message is, in my particular way, preaching about the Holy Faith. So when I was praying that I become like Blessed Alan de la Roche, that 100,000 people sign up for the contrary Holy Faith, God started to answer my prayers, and Tan approached me to write this book. And it's basically a summary of the history of the Holy Faith and the Holy Name of God with reference from the Old Testament and the New Testament. Got some church, very popular people in the early part of the church. And then in the 1840s, it has the main characters, Sister Mary St. Pierre, who someday, I hope, becomes a saint, and St. Teresa Lisieux, and Venerable Leo de Pont, and I talk about them, and then I talk about what the future could look like if we engage, if a lot of people engage in being devoted to the Holy Faith. So there's that book. And then the one thing I want to mention is how important it is to have an image of the Holy Faith in one's home, either in a prayer corner or a chapel, and to have a candle or an oil lamp burning day and night, because if the churches ever get closed again, this would be such a comfort to have in people's homes. And so we have that on our website. We have a, a young man that's going to make some kits that will have everything in it someday. Wonderful. So that project will probably be done in a three months or maybe six months from now, so people will have the instructions of how to set it all up. They'll have everything there. They'll just have to go buy some olive oil at their local store. So with this devotion, man, there's just the devotion of the Holy Faith. There's so many avenues and ways and so much that can be talked about. It's, it, you can't exhaust the topic because it's about God. Yes, yes. Well, I'm learning so much. He's going to make the oil lamps, too, or find a place to yes. get them. Do you know how many he's people have make, asked me for an oil lamp? <laughs> yes, he's going to make an oil lamp out of scratch. He's going to make a prototype, and I'm going to look at it and make sure it's beautiful, and then we're going to sell them from our website someday. So there's lots of people that are volunteering. There's a jeweler in Sioux Falls who's going to start making Holy Face crosses and help make the Holy Face chaplet that corresponds to the manual of the Arch Confraternity, the Holy Face picture. There's a picture of what a member should wear, and it's, it's an Archiepiscopal cross. So it's a cross with two bars, because it comes from an archdiocese, and it has the Bella Veronica in the middle, and it has some Latin words around it. It's very beautiful. So he's helping. We're getting ready to make a flag. We have an artist that made 
uh, a very beautiful drawing. In fact, after this call, I'm going to deliver the artwork to somebody who's going to help us get it to the person who's working with the flag company, and we'll have those available. So in the devotion to the Sacred Heart, Jesus Christ wanted France to fly the Sacred Heart banner and to also to draw the Sacred Heart on the weapons. But France didn't listen to that. They didn't do it. And then the French Revolution happened. So I want to imitate that call in the Sacred Heart devotion because the devotion of Holy Face is very much connected to the devotion to the Sacred Heart. And wouldn't that be neat if we had millions of people flying the flag of the Holy Face of Jesus? I'd love it. Beautiful. <laughs> big, big dreams and wonderful things our Lord has in store for us. We're running down to the end of this first program, and I was going to ask you to say a closing prayer, and then when we have time, we'll do another program that works with your schedule. Could you do us a closing okay. prayer? Yeah, I'll just give everyone a blessing. Perfect. Et nomen nomenum benedictum, et hocus nuncus secula, domine exari ratinum meum, et comar meum satavinium, dominus obiscum cum spiritu, benedictit omnipotentis patris et filii spiritus unshinded super vos et mani et semper. Amen. Amen. Okay, Father Connie, thank you so much for your time, and we're so thrilled, and I can't wait to see you in Boston, and we have more good news. Please take down the letter of our website, www.wqphradio.org. When you hit on the banner, it will show all the places where Father is going to be. And I know you're going to be at some one of those places if you would like to be part of this wonderful, beautiful event of Father coming to Boston. So thank you, Father. We'll talk some more. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And thank you for everyone that supported us when our radio went off the air because we needed a new instrument there. We finally got it today. So we're back on the air. Welcome and thank you for everybody in your support. Thank you, Father. We'll be talking to you some more. On the WQPH 89.3 FM community calendar, come venerate the relic of the most holy face of Jesus and meet Father Lawrence Carney, the missionary priest of Wichita, Kansas, who will be making the presentation on the subject. The current schedule is starting on August 15th, which is a Tuesday at 6 p.m. at the Lazarus Center for Healing Shrine, 47 Butler Ave in Wakefield, Massachusetts. The next day, on Wednesday, August 16th, he'll be at St. Mary of the Assumption at 420 High Street in Denham, Massachusetts. The day after that, on Thursday, August 17th, he'll be at St. Adele's at 708 Lowell Street in Peabody, Mass. On August 19th, which is a Saturday, after the 12 p.m. Mass, he'll be at the Carmelite Chantal in the North Shore Mall at 210 Andover Street in Peabody, Mass. And finally, on August 20th, after the 10 a.m. Mass, that's a Sunday, he'll be at the St. Joseph's Social Center, which is the building to the right of St. Joseph's Church, 118 High Street in Medford, Massachusetts. There may be more days to come if you want to be informed of pop-up events that may jump in. You can send your contact info to 617-459-8735. There will be autographed books and Holy Face medals available, although there'll be a limited amount. The previously reported event in Fitchburg on August 12th has been canceled. Again, the schedule, August 15th, 6 p.m., Wakefield, Massachusetts, Lawrence Center for Healing, 16th, St. Mary of the Assumption in Dedham, Massachusetts, 17th at 7 p.m. at St. Adele's in Peabody, Mass. 
August 19th after the noon mass at the Carmelite Chantable in the North Shore Mall in Peabody. And on August 20th at the St. Joseph Social Center after the 10 a.m. mass, High Street in Medford. This has been the WQPH 89.3 FM Community Calendar. Thank you for listening to another edition of WQPH's Local Matters. We hope you enjoyed the broadcast and hope you have a blessed week.